0: First song I sang in church was a song called
1: "Guide Me, O oh, oh, Thou Great Jehovah." Mm. Feed me till I want no more. Yeah. Welcome to our very first diva deep dive—the one and, with the one and only Whitney, Whitney Houston. Because um, you got to kick it off with Whitney if you're the greatest do. love of all. Yeah, you have to. You have to.
0: This because and it's also because Colton has la- had last week's Oscars pick, and I got, I got the next pick, and like we always wanted to do this little segment of a diva deep dive, which is like when we really get into the nits and grits of our famous like iconic people and like they the great thing about the icons is that they go through their shit you know they have their beautiful rise yeah. that's based off of their undeniable talent yes and then they go through their shit which is unfortunately in the public eye as yeah
1: i mean you're gonna talk divas of course we're gonna to have to kick it off with Whitney. so what do you think Amen to you. Cause like, she is like your number one, like what did she bring to this world? What is some facts? Oh, to kick it goodness. off here.
0: Okay. You know what? I have to just, I have to do a little bit of what she personally has done for me. Yeah. Whitney has always been there throughout so many different segments of my life. Like growing up, I remember just being like seeing I want to dance with somebody and be like, this woman is beautiful. And yeah. she, she, was fun and you want to like just be lively and party and then she's also been there when you're like going through your heartbreaks you know like from different eras of her personal experiences from heartbreak hotel to um saving all my love for you or you know greatest love of all when you're like i need to love myself or i want to give my love to somebody else or shit it all it's just dance and like, God knows it's International Dance Day today. And, you know, after this podcast, I'm going to go dance by myself. I'm going to well, put this- exactly because Jeeva wants to join me. He you can, got some but-
1: wine up in you. So oh, why not? Yes.
0: Oh, yes. So Whitney Houston, we are going to be kicking this episode off with starting off with like what made Whitney Whitney, which was like the 80s and the 90s. Those were her like prime years. That was yes. her like glory. Yes. And unfortunately, the 2000s, that's when like the world actually, you know, kind of got into her world because Whitney was like told to be a different person than what she was, because yeah. that's what MTV the But time. we
1: need to tell her whole story for Oh yes. to understand. I'm just getting ahead of myself, yes. but
0: I just want to say the reason that Whitney Houston is my number one is because nobody can touch Whitney Houston's talent. Nobody no. can touch that. Like that three range octave level. Oh, my goodness. Like. Honestly, Aretha was her godmother. and There's a reason for that. Whitney, I will always love you. And this episode is for you, baby. Yeah. So in saying that, let's get started.
1: Let's get started.
0: (laughs) All right. So you want me to kick it off, Colton? Like give a little backstory of like Whitney's whole being born into music.
1: Yeah. So let's kick it off with her beginnings, you know, before fame. Yes. And you're kind of the expert here. So why don't you tell us a bit about where Miss Whitney Houston came from, who her mom was, who she was. Oh, yes. Related well, to. like
0: honestly, this whole week I have been like I've always thought I knew a fair share about Whitney Houston, but like this week was like brought me into such an emotional roller coaster where I was like going through all of these facts again. I was like, oh no, I was just like why did Whitney have to go? But like, but I knew why Whitney had to go. You know, you kind of do know. But anyways, how Whitney came to be Whitney was actually from music kind of royalty in the sense that her mother was Sissy Houston, who was in her own girl group. That was kind of like similar to the Shirelles who sang backup to the king of rock himself, Mr. Elvis Presley. And
1: she was a renowned gospel singer herself.
0: Exactly. And then her whole thing was gospel music. And speaking of gospel music, you can't think, you can't talk about gospel without thinking like thinking of the queen of soul herself, Mr. Fre- like Aretha Franklin, who, who is was, her godmother, Fun fact. which is crazy, which yes. is like, wow. She had
1: some big, she had some big boots to fill.
0: She and she filled them is.
1: with her voice for sure.
0: Oh, she most certainly did as like when she was a kid, her dad would be complaining about her screaming and her mom was like, no, let her scream. That's going to like help her like broaden her range. And did it ever. Like, honestly, who else? There's Mariah Carey who can also carry that, that note. But yeah. who makes you as excited to like sing along and try, even though you know you can never hold that note. But when you're singing, and I will always love you, you know you're trying.
1: Yeah, when you're driving to that song in the car and you're blasting yeah. and you're singing to yourself, you're like, I am matching her.
0: <laughs> I am
1: bringing it. Yes.
0: I'm so good. Yes, yeah.
1: 100%. And real talk, you're not. It's Whitney that's delivering, not you.
0: Like, honestly, Whitney Houston, like, broke and shattered so many different out, like, f- different awards in the sense that when she was discovered, because she was known as the voice for a reason. Yeah. Because at the age of 15, she's singing backup for Jermaine Jackson, Shaka Khan. She's she's there. And then, yeah. lo and behold, Clive Davis discovers her and is like, you have it. Like, Who, you know what? at the
1: time, was kind of like the the guy who was like making stars at that time.
0: Oh, because he knows exactly how to rep, like how you should be represented. And the fact that he had this golden talent that is like, like Whitney has been, she's quoted herself. She's like, you know what? I was given, I was given this voice by God. What other gimmick do you need? Exactly.
1: And that's what her mom used to tell her was like, that is God's given gift. And like, you got to like treat it right. And like,
0: That's why she had a very deep connection to God. Like, even if when she was going through the whole like black Israelites and going with Bobby Brown, oh, that's a whole nother story. But anyway, she's always had this divine connection, right? And yeah, and I do feel like God was present through her voice. Oh, a
1: hundred percent. Like,
0: like whether you believe it or not, there was there is that is impeccable. You can
1: Whitney kind of grew up kind of in been like the rockier people's eyes well no before her fame like she kind of grew up in like kind of some rocky living conditions like i guess you could call it the hood
0: well you know what i mean like necessarily. she necessarily it was she did move hood. to the
1: suburbs eventually but she didn't have like the easiest childhood either
0: no because she was like born into the music industry which yes. is like very unpredictable in itself right yeah. like sissy houston did the best that she could but she also had a very strict vision of what Whitney's supposed to be right and as did Clive Davis which is like why she was always under the microscope and that's why when she fell it fell hard because she was she came up on this like miss you know misrepresentation of being the super innocent like everybody like Whitney Houston when she came up in the 80s
1: we'll talk about that yeah right so she meets Clive Davis at 19 Okay,
0: she does. And that's when she has her debut album, which is like self titled Whitney Houston and has yeah. hits like greatest love. How will I know saving all my love? Right. And like that, those songs are songs that we still play today. Yeah, so uh, obviously, yeah. that skyrockets her career. And but at 21, she's like released her second album. And she knows her talent. And that's and where she-
1: weren't those like some of like huge selling albums? For... They, they
0: were huge. And that and then she got flack from the black community, right? Because like yeah. MTV, this was a time when MTV was starting to get big, where music videos were starting to rise up. And what MTV really needed was a young black female. And here comes Whitney Houston. She is checking every box. Clive Davis is going to sculpt her to because not be only exactly does she what you not... what she, what she needs to be.
1: Not only does she have the voice, but she has like these beautiful looks. She was a model. Yeah, she was mod.
0: She modeled for 17. She modeled for Cosmo. This was all at the tender age of like in her teens from like 16 on. Like she from 15, she was singing back up. Like she's been born and bred in this industry. Yeah. And like the fact that she still, you know, brought it every freaking time and her voice was unparamounted is amazing. And so, yeah, she gets the flack from the black community about be- being too whitewashed. And she herself, she's a pretty hood bitch. So that would be a hard pill I think she to had swallow. a quote
1: saying that someone asked her about it and she had said something like, I don't sing black music. I don't sing white music. I just like I sing music and it's whoever relates to it.
0: Right. True enough. But she always added that extra soul to any song. You know that. And like. That's why by the age of 24, she's the first person to break the Beatles record for seven consecutive number one hits. Like that's that's huge. Nobody's done that. No, nobody's done that. Like, and here's this young debut album fucking already has these number ones. She's going to smash it. The voice, the voice is there. The voice has came. And so during this prime, it's the the late 80s. You know, she's obviously a beautiful, talented young woman who start dating. None other than none other than the delirious king himself, Eddie Murphy. Which and learning
1: you know that, I feel like get
0: a thing for the bad boys, man. She yeah, liked but- him. He was like he was pretty controversial, and he still is pretty fucking controversial. I know, but
1: that's something like as a like a non Whitney like super fan like you are like. That was something that shocked. Like, I was like, she did Eddie Murphy? Like, what? Like, I didn't know. Oh, that. really? Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, because she dated like other, like, you know, football players and stuff right. as well. Right. And like in the early 90s and she's still, conti- she's still regarding, she's still building up her legendary status, right? She's making movies like Waiting to Exhale. Oh my God. Every girl remembers that scene where, where they blow up the car and walk away from it, fingering like, shoot shoot. Shoo, shoo ba-doop. Oh, I I, I, yeah. I can't. Well, okay, and but that, you know what I'm talking like about. She's iconic, continuing the bodyguard.
1: Iconic, yeah. Like, how can you oh. not talk, Whitney, and not talk Ugh, the bodyguard?
0: How can you not? The bodyguard is like 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 I said in our little Instagram page. I was trying to quiz people, like it was originally Dolly's song. That was Dolly Parton's song, man. That was and she, but nobody. She we'll took that song, song and made it her like own. Whitney Houston has sang that fucking song. Well,
1: and she made that song her own, like that whole like 42nd of just her singing a cappella and bringing you in. Like she just, it's yeah, t- like she did that song better than I'm going to, I'm going to say it here better than Dolly Parton did that. Song. You know what?
0: I think Dolly would even say that because yeah. like, in my opinion, And I will always love you by Whitney Houston is the most perfectly sang song ever. Okay. There is like, it hits everything. It hits the emotions. It hits people wanting to interact with it. It hits just like the octave level, the range. It's all fucking there. I would
1: argue that that's like, that is the song you associate with Whitney Houston.
0: I don't know. I don't like I for me. Like that is that. like well, it's
1: up there. It's up there. It is. You like, know, what? for a
0: lot of people, I get that. I get that. And you know, what? that was the year that, like, in the Grammys, she fucking killed it. Okay. Yeah. First of all, the Bodyguard is still the best-selling soundtrack of all time, as it damn well should for, be. It yeah. Had some
1: for a movie, details. yeah.
0: And like, even like for like album of the year during the Grammys. Not only soundtrack, it got album. Album of the
1: year, of the year. wow, yeah, that's pretty right? crazy, yeah. And
0: that was the same year that she got married to Bobby. That year that she won those Grammys, that was the same well, year that she. We're gonna go into that later, but I want to finish I found off
1: with her. Kind of going into her past, what I found interesting was like, you know, obviously she was um, very with Clyde Davis, very tailored towards you know being appealing to the white community. And there was a lot of with the black community that thought she was a little too whitewashed. So when she went to the soul train awards in 89, she was actually booed.
0: Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Like but I that, saw, I, I mean, I wasn't there, but I saw. No, Yeah. Yeah. But, it, you yeah. Saw,
1: but she, and that was the same year that she met Bobby Brown at that award right. show,
0: which you know, what goes to show. Cause like, look at, who would have thought that Whitney and Bobby, of all people, Bobby was the new addition, like bad boy. He wanted to go off, he's humping around. Yeah, he's which, freaking, like, I doing, think, like, like, well,
1: and I think that's what her, like, with Clyde Davis and then her mom just, you know, being such a Christian, Christian woman. And I think, given the time, too, like, you know, at that time, Whitney's whole repertoire of songs were about love and And empowering women uplifting
0: and 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 like he's singing like humping around
1: like exactly so it's like he's like
0: like dry humping the fucking ground in his in his performance exactly so it's like if you're quite disgusting actually if you're trying to
1: build up this you know (laughs) celebrity to be this wholesome character that's the last person you want her associating with or to be known dating for but I think but I think uh Whitney also like she always had that um she always kind of had that rebellious side, to her.
0: Oh, for sure, because Whitney never really got to be who she actually was. No, because like she, there was. I remember reading this in one of the books um, about her, and it was saying how Clive Davis had so perfectly sculpted her, mis- like her image, that back, like backstage at an awards, at an awards show, um, she slipped up and she swore. And oh, I heard Clive about Davis, this. yeah, and Clive Davis came up to her and he's like, "You do not speak like that." He's like, "Madonna can speak like that, yeah, but, but you Whitney, Hu- Whitney Houston
1: yeah. does
0: not talk like that." Yeah, and that was just to go to show that, like, Whitney Houston, you are going to be the cookie cutter image of like wholesome and good and innocent, and because you can't well and
1: understandable, it's like that you really this-
0: resonated as well, but- which was like every man wanted to date her every woman wanted to be her and every parent wanted to adopt her. Which but just goes to show that wholesome image they were trying to sell. Right.
1: But behind the scenes, she was, and this is what I find interesting, is Robin.
0: Robin Crawford, yeah.
1: Yeah, who I guess was higher. like she was a couple years older than her. She had met her.
0: When she was like, in her teens still. Yes. She was about 16. Robin yeah. was about like- And they had- and her, uh, yeah.
1: They had a full blown relationship for a little they, while.
0: They did, they did, they did have a relationship, which in like she did love Robin. Yes, right? like Robin, like, like was one of those people that's supposed to be around your entourage to keep you humble, right? Yes. And Robin and her, you know, they they took it beyond that. And yes. the fact that Sissy, who is a very gospel singer, she she ain't having that, and she her like yeah, no. she knew that. And that's why Whitney never let it out. Well, and I think
1: that's how kind of how, from my understanding, how Whitney kind of ended it was, I think she herself was conflicted because, you know, she was raised in this Christian environment with these beliefs and these systems in play. And I think she herself probably was like, well, no, like, you know, this is the 80s and the 90s, too, at the time, too. And she was probably like, I'm going to go to hell if I pursue My feelings of
0: I think this is a great segue into her love life, because honestly, that was something that was very much made her who she was. Right. Um, Is like her partners. And this was a less known partner that after she passed away and they had that whole, can I be me and the other Whitney documentaries that were coming to light that really were, you know, who was Whitney really?
1: It's always because like for that's me, not it's not who
0: she really was. Like well, who we saw on the, the face of the record. Yeah. That's not really who she was.
1: One thing that haunts Whitney is the many questions about her love life. Whitney has repeatedly denied any rumors that she is gay. I don't make it a habit of putting out in the street whom I'm sleeping with or who I'm with my private life, that little piece of my life is mine. I want to keep that, you know, not that I'm sleeping with, you know, this one, that one, that one, this one. Um, I'm not a promiscuous person like that, you know. Um, I think it's because they don't know, and because I do keep my life to myself. Um, you can't establish a relationship in the eye of the public, because they'll tear it apart, you know, even if you try. Just recently, I became friends with Randall Cunningham, now they got us married. You know, I'm having Eddie's baby. You know, I've come from being a lesbian to a whore. You know, so I mean, I just think they just make it a break-in. Well, and to me, it's like, I, I always try to imagine, it's like, man, you know, if Whitney had come out today, not like, not come out her sexuality, She'd be but embraced. Just, She'd be embraced. It would be more, and like, it would be a completely different story. Oh. You her. know,
0: what? I was thinking about that today because I as I mentioned, I have been on a remote, like a very emotional roller coaster because I love Whitney Houston so much. And I've been nonstop watching her stuff, reading her stuff, listening to her music where Jeevo is going to kill me. Um, but, yeah. you know, like I have really been trying to get into that mode. And like Whitney, like had she left Bobby and then came out and been with Robin, like how would have her, her life been if she wasn't but at the
1: time Abby? she couldn't because she was it, still,
0: she was still going to do the drugs with or without Rob, but, Bob, Bobby. but the let's thing is, get that is, right.
1: Yeah. But let's, but the, the thing is, everybody is, like, thinks
0: that it was Bobby that corrupted her, but it wasn't because she but, was already mm, into some shit before that.
1: Well, and exactly. But I mean, I think at the end of the day too, like coming out in the late eighties, early nineties, like that would, that could have been a career killer in and of itself.
0: Right. During that, so, that's why they didn't. That's why so, they exactly. didn't. I get so, it. Yeah.
1: I like that you brought that up. Um, you know, kind of getting into kind of like her love with Bobby Brown and the kind of the downfall is Whitney wasn't a stranger to drugs to Coke and like, let's admit Yeah, exactly. And to
0: partying. She wasn't a stranger to partying. She's she admitted that so many times in her interviews that she likes to party and she likes to smoke weed laced with Coke. Yeah. that's that's her jam. Like apparently. Okay. I don't recommend it. So she meets Bobby
1: and they get married when? They got married in 92. I
0: believe. Okay. Yeah. They met in 89. It took them a while to actually get together. And then it was 92, same time, same year that Bodyguard was was released. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that's a very interesting juxtaposition of like her releasing, you know, this movie and like, that's interesting. So she meets Bobby post-Bodyguard. Like I would say Bodyguard, 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 like soundtrack was kind of like the peak of like Whitney's, you know, like her her peak Whitney moment.
0: I don't know. That I don't from know.
1: For me. So she meets I Bobby. I don't know if I okay. can agree with that. So she meets Bobby. Okay. So what happens yeah. with Bobby?
0: So pretty much what happens with Bobby is that now Whitney Houston, this clean cutter, you know, image has been linked up to this bad boy. He left new edition. He's mm-hmm. always like being very He's acting very like just in your face and very sexual. And that's not Whitney Houston. So people are like, how the hell is this kind of working together? And enter the 90s when, you know what, that's when they are, my love is your love, waiting to exhale, preacher's wife, they're doing good. Bobby's just still like, this is when Bobby really fell under Whitney's shadow. And this is a big thing in their relationship that had a significant impact on it because even an in interview He's married to
1: like the biggest star in the world at that point,
0: exactly like and like he already was a star in his own sense and now you've married this bigger star who now yeah. you're just going under her shadow so like before he was like I'm Bobby Brown and now it's like oh that's Whitney Houston's husband you know like that that was a huge thing and even Whitney herself had said that you know what I don't want to be in like don't call me as Miss Houston didn't call me mrs brown and yeah. you know she's she's trying to still give him his his manhood his manliness whatever you want to call it
1: and there's but, a lot of allegations of like domestic well not even allegations oh it's probably on true, both ends
0: oh domestic it, violence yeah it was on both ends wasn't like, a healthy even,
1: relationship
0: no hell no they were both like just fueling each other yeah and it's even rumored that Brit, like that whitney is the one that really got him onto some harder shit you know, like who knows? Well, and from what
1: well, from what I've researched is, uh, you know, obviously, given the eighties, that was a high time to do cocaine. Like everyone was doing cocaine in eighties.
0: Everyone was doing cocaine. Yeah. So, so cocaine is a hell of a drug. A
1: Hell of a drug. Not, but, not that um, recommend it. Yeah, no, but you know, like obviously, like Whitney and her and her brothers were were dabbing in it. Actually. Oh, totally. Her uh, brothers
0: and Whitney, like
1: yeah. Well, and they one of them,
0: her, yeah, sorry, yeah, and one
1: of them, um, her greatest love tour, it, it was a running joke to be called the greatest drug tour because everyone was just doing drugs on that tour, right? So, the thing with Whitney and kind of like this, kind of what I feel like kind of started the the spiral for her too, is like um, the cocaine she started to freebase cocaine.
0: Yes, because oh it was gosh. you
1: can, which basically is
0: it's a faster high kind of thing. It's more like intense. Yeah, it gets you a like, quicker
1: high. You like, do you inhale it? I guess
0: not. That we're saying anybody. No, no, no. no do but that. I'm just
1: saying what she did. Did <laughs> yeah, she? No, no. Did she? No freebasing because freebase
0: like, is when you're smoking it, right? Like in a you're pipe. You're
1: smoking, right? Okay. Like so that's, that's what she started. Uh, that's okay. what
0: I was. I was told through yes. like others. Like I have never freebased. No, just to. Be clear on that, and I never planned
1: to. No, 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 but that, but Um, again, it's, I mean, we're not here sitting, no, we're not judging, we're not judging, we're saying this is like, this is the time, and like, you know, if you're doing cocaine that much, and it's just like, you know, at at a certain point, you're gonna eventually get to a point where you're gonna want a quicker high, and uh, you know what I mean? So, I understand that's the thing
0: with drugs, though, right? Like, as good as you're feeling, there are the lowest of the lows. Yes. And that's what they did experience. Bobby so she, and Whitney, she did start did getting into really that. Like, yes. like, that's why the 2000s, like, you know, 90s and 80s were great for Whitney. She had like, even the earlier 2000s, like she had Heartbreak Hotel, had that stuff co- coming up. It was good. Yeah. But then you enter around 2002 and 2001. Well, even, even that, like, I remember is when she had that Michael Jackson performance right where where she looked like a
1: skeleton like in very very thin and not only that i remember reading um clive davis saw that performance and i think he said something somewhere or mentioned it was like he was just he was shocked that like he was like i don't even know who that woman is and what i thought was interesting because kind of around this time whitney was kind of that iconic voice was starting to go. Can
0: I just add a quick yeah. tidbit about that performance? Yeah. They actually had to CGI more Wait. meat on her bones and more weight on her. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like that is, that is pretty she crazy. She was thin.
1: If you just like, that Google. was
0: also acknowledged in the Diane Sawyer interview as well, yeah. that they did actually have she to make her look bigger.
1: Yeah. If, um, just than Google, she was. just Google Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson tribute in images, Google image. And like, it's pretty shocking. Like she's very thin.
0: Like that that. leads, that leads to one of, this is how me and Colton actually became really good friends was the fact that we both knew about the 2002 Diane Sawyer Sawyer interview. interview. Show me the receipts.
1: Show Show me me the receipts. receipts.
0: Oh my, first of all. She made the famous, she made the
1: famous line when asked. So this is post kind of all the controversy, right? And at this time too, Whitney's voice was starting to give. Yeah. And, it, oh, you, know, you can tell in the like, interview. But here's like what's interesting. But all. here's what's interesting is the reason her voice was starting to give is because when you're freebasing and you're inhaling crack coke, like you're inhaling cocaine.
0: Yeah, just like you're inhaling anything that's not well, good for you. It
1: enters your lung membranes and it damages it. So like her voice was literally being damaged by the drug she was inhaling, the the coke she was inhaling. This says $730,000 drug habit. This is a headline. Come on. 730? I wish. No, I wish whoever's making that money off of me could share it with me. (laughs) No way. No way. I want to see the receipts from the drug dealer that I bought $730,000 worth of drugs from. I want to see receipts. Is it alcohol, is it marijuana, is it cocaine, is it pills? It has been, at times. All? At times. If you had to name the devil for you, the biggest devil among them? That would be me. So even in that interview, like, you know, like she sounds like she has a cold, like she's like very like this, talking like,
0: yes, yeah. like, yeah. it's bizarre. yeah, yeah, it definitely is.
1: So, you know, and like Diane Sawyer, like straight up asked her, like, did you ever do drugs? And like, that's when she had that iconic, like, you know, crack is whack, crack is cheap. Oh my God.
0: Okay. And then she also said, all right, Diane, I am do addicted. You know? No, I'm, I'm addicted. Oh. I'm addicted to making love to my husband. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> a like, bizarre.
0: Oh my God. Interview. Please rewatch it. If you guys. Yeah, not, it is a. It speaks for itself.
1: It is a very. It speaks that, for itself. Well, that whole interview was like a, like a very bizarre. And I don't want to say bizarre, turn but it was of, like, it's a it was bizarre like, turn of events. Well, it was a glimpse into like the Whitney that everyone was kind of already questioning at that point. Like what is going on with Whitney? And then that yes. just kind of solidified, like, Kind of what everyone was Something's
0: up with Whitney. Something's going on with her. Like, that was the thing that you're like, something ain't right. And like, that's why when you saw the next events leading up to like, you know, the whole when she went to Israel and she was like wanting to be a black Jew and she's like, my people, my people. And you're like, okay. And then 2005, Bobby Brown freaking comes out with his reality show of like being Bobby Brown, where- they're, she just keeps um, saying "hell to the no,
1: my hell favorite, to the no." Like um, you're
0: like, oh, they're my, both like literally, pretty much, almost like crack people that are being t- that are being filmed.
1: Yeah, it's, like, so, fucked up. it's Whitney, so fucked up. If Whitney, if Whitney had like any publicists in and around that time, they would have been like, "Don't do this show, Whitney. Don't do like, it. no." Hence oh, why it never came even, out
0: for a second season.
1: We didn't even mention never came so, out for a second season. Obviously, Whitney and them got married. They had a a. Child together,
0: Bobby Christina.
1: Bobby Christina, who yeah. I think was also in the show.
0: She was, with, yeah. They, they opened, they candidly talked about some shit that I would never speak to my like about in no. front of my children.
1: My but favorite moment from, I the think whole, that's
0: why she was so regular. Like, she was so, like,
1: well, she was kind high. of immune.
0: She was immune to like talking about drugs and truck, like, you know, these other things. It was just, well, she kind already of, like, kind
1: of it to die. yeah, and I think she's um, seen it. Yeah. Well, and I think my favorite memory of that show was the whole her shing- singing uh, Black Eyed Peas shut up in the car, being like, this is my Do jam. It. Do
0: it. Do it.
1: Well, I can't. I'll put the clip in. But she was like, shut up, just <laughs> shut up, shut up. And she's like, this is my this is my jam. And then they just cut to Bobby, like, you know, just giving it. Oh. You know, like I was like, his, OK, his
0: dance moves. You can't even.
1: But can we just maybe say like Whitney's good girl fame and her rise was like just as iconic as like her fall. Like they were equally just I as iconic. I can't say
0: that Colton as a diehard fan. You know what it was like her like her, her downfall was very just
1: quote, as iconic. No, like, but
0: like no, her voice and her talent rises above everything, Colton. That rises above everything you,
1: you, know, know, you, can, you know you
0: can't you know how who can go there who can, no. who can who can take you there again when you're listening to a Whitney song I to dance oh I'm gonna dance to it tonight international dance is happening but you happening.
1: know how you know how I would describe Whitney Houston how perfectly imperfect
0: aren't we all though
1: no but I think like with her is I like, like it though you know what I mean like she was this Built as this, like perfect, like you know, like she was she was a perfect singer, she was the perfect looks, ah, but she had it But She had this very imperfect actual life. side, like her realness. Yes, yes. Yeah. like she was yeah. like that's how I would describe Whitney, is like she was perfectly imperfect.
0: So to finish, like yeah. to continue on with her and Bobby's relationship. Yeah. So
1: they end, end up getting a divorce. And they're right. Well, yes, yeah,
0: 2005, and yeah. then eventually to that by 2007, they're divorced. Yeah. And she's doing because she kind of went
1: to rehab, didn't she? Not in and around that. Like there was people she around had her, her own her. way
0: of rehab. Whitney well, had her own way of rehab. I think where,
1: people were like where in and she around would do it, room. and she's like, "I'm yeah. still
0: going to drink, and I'm still going to do this, and you can't tell me otherwise." But I'm still taking care of myself. You know what I mean? But like, Winnie to... had her own way of doing that. And and in, in 2006,
1: but what when she broke her... up with
0: Bobby Brown, she actually said she was going, like, a classic, you know, 1960s story of, like, saying you're going out for groceries or going out for cigarettes and never coming back. That's what, what she did.
1: Did she ever give a reasoning of, like, why she eventually left Bobby? Like, what was...
0: I haven't found anything specific i like i would just assume that she's just like looking for better for herself and for her daughter but yeah. i i can't personally speak on that but that is the that is yeah. the whole way that she exited that relationship yeah. And in 2008 is actually when she started, like, hooking up with Brandy's brother, Ray J, which is, like, he was 27 and she was 44. Right. And um, she's trying to work on getting clean and working on, like, a comeback.
1: Well, even In that, can we, can we mention, because I remember watching this, the whole Oprah interview, post-Bobby Brown.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Where she where she basically She admitted there- to
0: free basing. She admitted freebasing she, she at that time. She finally did. We were lacing our marijuana
1: with, with, with base. With, co- with, yeah, with, yeah, with base. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, we didn't want to crack. We didn't want to crack stuff. We, we weren't buying like $20 jumbles. Yeah. We were buying, paying money. Yeah. We were buying, key, like, ounces. And, and, and ounces, we would have our sticks. Yeah. You know. For like but you a, were freebasing cocaine. Basically. Yeah. 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 And our we? Because she yeah. was kind of elusive with Diane Sawyer. You know, like she. Oh, for
0: sure, she's with Bobby. Bobby's sweating up a fucking storm. Like, kind of admitted. She kind
1: of admitted to Diane, like, I'm. Yeah, we smoked a little bit, but yeah, but
0: not really. Really, the Oprah,
1: Oprah interview. She, she really.
0: She let it out. She let out more. This is what
1: happened, and and she really went into depth with a lot of the stuff that they had they had done when they were freebasing. Like, apparently, there was like pictures with like you know people, her head cut off, and like. Like just bizarre, evil
0: eyes, evil eyes all over the walls. Like Bobby was trying to fuck with her. Yeah, it's some fucked up shit. And like, apparently, for seven months, all they did was like sit on their couch and just like do drugs. And like that's all that they were like. Apparently, really fucked. She really liked. Apparently, her vice was like weed laced with like. Well, she said to
1: Oprah, her vice and crack. Well, Mm -hmm. she said ultimately her vice was Bobby.
0: Oh, addicted to making love. To she my even honesty. said to
1: she even said to yes, Oprah, "Yes, like yes, Bobby she did. Was, yes, she did." Was her biggest vice?
0: Jivo, you are my biggest vice, but I'm not going to become a crack
1: crack yeah, person. No. no, so okay, so so she's kind of coming back with like this comeback career, you know. Yeah, so she's like 2009.
0: That. She like releases an, another album, like I look to you, and it didn't do as well as her other albums, obviously. Like, she's like, this is an album where she, like, uh, listening to the songs, you're like, she's really trying to, like, empower herself and be like, we're going to rise above this. I I see better. I'm getting my faith and, like, whatever, right? So she goes on tour at this point, and this is where she really struggled.
1: She Because she wasn't the the same
0: as she used to be. She fucking shot her, like, the voice. The voice was gone because of,
1: The freebasing, like it wrecked her voice. And I remember around this time looking at, and this is the time when like YouTube was coming up. So people were going to her concert. Yeah. And filming her. Cause like, it's a YouTube world now. So everyone's videotaping, you know, concerts now. So like you have Whitney and it's just like, she can't hit the notes she used to. And people are walking out and giving statements to the media being like,
0: yeah. What "What the the hell hell is is this? Yeah. Yeah. Whitney Houston walked on stage in Copenhagen to a warm reception.
1: Yes, I have come back.
0: <laughs> it didn't last long. More than half the audience walked out before the end of the show. Fans thought Houston talked too much. Music critics said the once pitch perfect diva shouldn't have sung anything at all. One wrote she looked and sounded like a person who doesn't have many years left to live. Because because she set the bar so high, yeah. That anything less is yeah. going to be shit. And you know what? It's not to say like that she she knew that she could have done better, but she didn't stop the party, right? It's, like it's everybody I, knows that. Like at the end of the day, Whitney still had her moments of pure fucking glory where it's beautiful and it's like untouchable, right? But it wasn't as frequent as it used to be, right? Right. And that was the thing. It was like an inconsistency. And I, you know, she really tried to prove to the producers and the industry that she's okay. And that's when she started doing the movies like Sparkle. Yeah. You know, what the fuck was Sparkle? Well,
1: it's not even that. I think the, (laughs) the, the ironic thing about what I find very ironic is from a young age, her mom being like, God gave you this voice and you need to protect it and cherish it. And she did complete opposite.
0: Totally. It's rebellious teen almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. So,
1: okay. So a couple minutes left here of like kind of her downfall is so she's kind of like, you know, you know, these concerts are happening. The Grammys are coming up in 2000. When did, so what year was, did she, 2008, 2009, maybe later. When did Whitney pass away? What year?
0: 2012.
1: Okay. So the Grammys are coming up, you know, she's kind of on this road of she's, you know, making a movie.
0: Her final days. Yeah. yeah,
1: And Grammys are coming and Clive Davis is throwing a Grammy party before the Grammys.
0: Which like, keep in mind, Clive Davis has known her since she was like in her teens. Right. Yeah. So that's almost like that's a mentor figure for yes. her but also so, somebody who is like told her how to be at the same time. Yes. So like, that's your parent. You're going to like fucking act out. Right. right. Like,
1: so allegedly the night before, and like, you can look this up too, like there's pictures of her where she went, did this like impromptu performance with Kelly Price. And she's looking Being a little erratic. rough. She's looking a little rough. And uh, yeah,
0: she is. Yeah.
1: But yeah. So the next day she basically, you know, she's at the Beverly Hilton hotel. And, uh, you know, she. What I thought was, she said she was gonna go take a bath, which and I, I remember, can't
0: even talk about this part know. right now. Okay, I'll so talk. Bad.
1: I'll talk about it. So she <sighs> went to go take a bath, and what I found interesting was her entourage. Old, she had,
0: was not supposed to be left alone. Alone, yes. She was so not supposed to be left alone. She was left alone for like an hour. She was so, no yeah. So pride. her
1: assistant basically, she's like, "I'm gonna go take a bath." Her assistant comes back in, I think like a half an hour, forty minutes later, and the lights are like are off. So she goes into the room and she finds Whitney face down in the tub, uh, and oh, at the Beverly Hills Hotel. So sad. Yeah. Um. And. What was, yeah. What was interesting about that? Well, not interesting is, um, I guess tragically is that, um, uh, you know, the autopsy report did show that she had cocaine, prescription drugs, alcohol in her system. Um, and the real irony of it too, is just like, you know, Clive Davis, like what I thought, which she what was I've, supposed
0: to be going to his party.
1: Well, and what, what I found very interesting was, the Clive Davis party was being held like at the Beverly Hilton hotel. And she right. was literally like floors up still there as the police are investigating the crime scene as essentially. And he right. has to come out and basically say on the eve of the Grammys, like, this is what's going on. Like, right. wh- like she hadn't even left the Beverly Hilton hotel and all these celebrities are there and they're mourning Whitney, who's literally being like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Autopsied in her room. Like, it's bizarre. Um, yeah. You know what? Yeah.
0: Like, and like, Whitney Houston's death was just so, like, I will never forget the day of Whitney Houston's death. No. Like, I will never forget that. Like, I was on my way to what was supposed to be a great getaway weekend to Banff, and I blubbered like a baby the whole time and as soon as I got there I poured out some liquor and belted out and I will always love you in my really bad voice and took a bath which probably wasn't the greatest Uh, thing for me to do I'm like, yeah, it's a but <laughs> I don't. I I just like for me baths are just relaxing, and I just really came to think of that afterwards. But I at like, the oh time, God, did you I'm know that the... she
1: had passed away in a bath? So like, yes. get... okay, well, you know... I
0: I did, but I I was already like you weren't so wine deep. I was so yeah, wine deep, but
1: you weren't doing cocaine prescription drugs. So that's... no,
0: I was not. No, you know, not, not, and not and at like, that time. No, and straight. that's <laughs> and that's the
1: thing with like Whitney is like, and I think the tragedy of the ending of her story is like, and you know, similar celebrities that have, you know, drug problems. It's like, nobody knows it. Well, not only that, it's, it's still shocking when it happens, even though it's like, you look back and you're like, okay, I can see how that led to that, but it's still a shocking moment.
0: Oh, of course. So, of course, like, even if like, look at Rick James. Yeah. Okay. Rick James, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Okay. Yeah. And that fucking guy, fucking great guy, Mary Jane, all the way. Um, so he ended up, like, you know, passing away at a much earlier age than anybody had thought.
1: Yeah. So f- on February 11th, Winnie Houston was proclaimed dead. And then on the 18th, a funeral service at the same chair she grew up in, singing, like the same choir. Yeah. Uh, in New Jersey, a service was held. So. She is it's, remembered by Hollywood as.
0: So some of the quotes were by Oprah. Yeah. To me, Whitney was the voice. We got to hear a part of God every time she sang. True. And that's that's yeah. so so true. Like her voice goes through like it vibrates into your soul. You know? Oh, and yes. Do- Dolly Parton who had also written and initially saying one of her greatest hits and I will always love you said I was brought to tears again last night and I'm sure many were Jennifer Hudson saying, and I will always love you at the Grammys. I am still in shock. We will always love you. Yeah.
1: And to bring in, obviously we know my favorite diva is Britney Spears. She fun fact went to her uh, televised memorial came out, and basically, because Britney's number one diva in life was Whitney, and she said like how she got signed was she sent in a cover of uh "I Have Nothing," and that's oh, what
0: I love that that is and honestly, can I say well I have nothing? Me and Jeevil, when yeah. we're both drunk, that is one of our jams. He so that plays is it. I plays it. That's why I married this guy.
1: So that is the song that got Britney hired by her label. So she was like she to like said in the thing like i will always have whitney to thank for that
0: oh wonderful kudos yes britney yeah. yes britney for having love for whitney oh she always love did. it so
1: that being said let's break down our top three whitney songs of <gasps> all time okay so
0: My god Colton, this is so hard for me
1: let us kick it off so amin you go first what is your number okay? First well, pick I'm out gonna of the three. do it in
0: chronological order, okay? okay, because it's just easier that way for me.
1: Okay, do we want to do one for one? I think that'll be fun. Yeah, one okay. for one. All right. Yeah.
0: okay. So number one, because I think it is so important in every single thing, cute living thing is to have the greatest love for yourself. So greatest love is number one.
1: Beep, okay, beep. You know what? That is also my number one song. Oh my god, Colton is really. I love that song. Yes, it is. Okay, so we are, so we are tied for that. Okay, so should I should I go for yes, yes my second?
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: Okay, my second song would be. uh it's not right, but it's okay. But the Thunderpuss remix.
0: Oh, that is one of mine too. That was my last one.
1: But like. Oh my God, we're tied. Okay, so that one. So we clearly <laughs> like the same thing. We're so that would five, be that's why
0: we're in this together. Yeah.
1: So that would be my second. And then what would be one of your last ones?
0: Oh, okay. There's like so many. There's like so if,
1: many. Like I, if I so have many. to,
0: like if I have to, yeah. I have to go to. I have nothing. That is good. Nothing. Nothing. I can't. I, I why am I singing this?
1: You can't recreate you. So and then my last one, how will I know?
0: How will I know? If you yes. really love yeah. oh my god, it's so good. It makes so, me so it just makes you smile and happy. Yes. and want to like move right away. Totally get it. Totally understand why. I the, one of my yeah. top. 10 Britney songs, Whitney songs for sure. Britney,
1: Whitney song. Yeah, exactly. Britney,
0: Whitney. I'm looking at you right now and I'm okay. thinking Britney, but I'm like, I
1: know. <laughs> All right. So let's do some quick, really quick honorable mentions. Top two honorable mention songs. What would they be for you?
0: I'm going to say heartbreak hotel. Yeah. And. Oh, that is so hard. Just honorable mentions. How will I know?
1: Okay. And I think mine would be
0: or you get or you give good love. You give good love to me. That's that like lately. Like that's the great thing about having to like dive back into her. There's just songs that I've like fallen in love with again.
1: Right. So mine would be higher love.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And probably I'm every woman there's my second give it all oh
0: so, i'm every yeah. woman how could yeah. i miss that yes right. okay shaka so, khan who she originally sang backup for now now shaka khan was singing backup for her
1: look at that right.
0: all right Amazing. so let's
1: let's end it with a quick pop and court it of uh miss whitney's career so Amin, okay. um, in in a minute here what would you like to pop for whitney
0: Oh my god. I would like to pop the very existence of Miss Whitney Houston. Whitney Elizabeth Houston, shall I say? Yeah. Um she has proven to be one of the most perfect voices that I have ever heard that my ears have ever been able to hear. It has been Whitney Houston. Yeah. And I am so grateful that she was around and that I got to experienced her while she was still alive. Um, not live though. And my quirk it is probably that I never got to actually see Whitney Houston live, like in her prime. Like, yeah. I mean, I would have been much younger, but another quirk if not, that is probably the fact that she passed away. So suddenly Yeah. and like, you know, you still were always rooting for her. You were like, girl, you can still get it back together. Yeah, you can still do yeah. it. Like you have it in you. Like if you just work hard, you can do it.
1: So yeah. That and would be like- that would be my cork. It Also would be I I for a minute thought she definitely was going to have that comeback and, and it never happened. And for my poppet, I would say the cinderella movie that she did with brandy like that was i remember being little and watching that at like 1999 and like being all about that (laughs) (laughs) no but like real talk like it was like you're
0: you're you're such you're such a princess no, but not even that. It was like <laughs>
1: she like I remember being so stoked about that because it, and like really if you look back on it, that was like very groundbreaking at the time. Like no, it was, was it was Black big,
0: it was huge, yeah. Cast, no. Essentially, get it, get it. Yeah, like
1: Whoopi Goldberg, but like Whitney for the pocket Houston. of
0: Whitney Houston, like wow, bro. Well, I love no. you, I love you. I love I you. I mean, if I had to
1: pick <laughs> something just directly, like, yeah, like that has. Listen, 1999, we can do a whole episode of about 1999,
0: because that was an iconic Y2K, year. man. Right Y2K prior. was yes. like fucking real shit.
1: But yeah, that would be my poppet was... Because she'd been working on that for a while. She originally was supposed to be Cinderella, never happened, yeah. and then gave it to Brandy. Fun fact, there's oh. my poppet, there's your trivia, oh. and... What was her always... nickname?
0: It was Nippy. She was known as Nippy. Just will... like how I'm known as like creepier Mustard. She's yeah. known as Nippy. It's not always the most glamorous of nicknames. So,
1: well, With that being said, Miss Whitney Nippy, we will always love you.
0: We love you. And thank you for allowing me to do my first, our first diva deep dive on you. You know, I definitely like bogarted this yeah, uh, episode for sure. It's fine.
1: Appreciation and we hope y'all appreciate her too. Y'all, like I'm American, but hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We We will always love you, Whitney. Thank you. That is all I'm taking with me. So goodbye. Please don't cry. We both know. I'm not what you, you need.